Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, and welcome to Real Presence Radio's Real Presence Live this Friday morning, April 22nd. Today is a great day. If you're in the Fargo area, you're running into some rain, and I think this might be kind of network-wide. There's just, there's just crazy weather happening in the northern Midwest. I think we're actually just kind of used to it. Um, I am joined here with two guests at the beginning of what proves to be, I think, an exciting weekend for any Knights of Columbus in the states of North Dakota and South Dakota. I did say two states because we have an unusual show this morning. I'm at the Holiday Inn in Fargo. I have two guests, Brian Kingsley, Mike Steiner. Uh, they're going to join us and just offer some input and some thoughts and ideas of what makes being a knight so exciting. Um, I think this, in, in a very real way, we've heard, you've heard, our listeners have heard so many ways uh, on Real Presence Live that it's an exciting time to be Catholic. You know, um, I think amidst a lot of things that can be discouraging, bit of a crazy culture, we do have some men of faith who are stepping up and really helping take a lead in just being a, a light of faith, a light of life, a light of joy. But even these men need some renewal, some inspiration. So there's a Knights of Columbus State Convention this weekend in Fargo at the Holiday Inn. And then uh, we'll, at the second hour of this morning's World Presence Live, I'm going to pass the baton on to the State Convention in South Dakota, uh, in Lead, South Dakota. And we'll pick up with Mike Kudrowski and uh, Teresa Curley, who will take over and host this morning's World Presence Live. But as I mentioned before, I'm joined by two guests, Brian and Mike. How's it going, gentlemen? Going well. It's going great. Good, good. So we're at Friday morning. The convention doesn't technically start until this evening or this afternoon, correct? Correct. Registration starts this afternoon. Our memorial mass kicks off at 4 p.m. So you're just getting stuff set up. I felt like I walked into a bit of a construction zone <laughs> this morning. Uh, but I saw a lot of the men here helping getting things rolling. So... uh I thank you guys. Um, thank you for your just hospitality this morning. But what happens on a weekend like this weekend? And so, Mike, we'll start with you first. Uh, you've been to, I think, many of these state conventions before. What can the participants expect? Well, I think we have a, a great weekend planned. We kick off with our um, memorial mass where we honor all the deceased brother knights for the last year. Okay. Um, carry a candle to the front of church during um, mass. And that's always an inspiring thing to recognize our brother knights that have passed. Um, then we'll kick off with our wards banquet. Absolutely. We're recognizing all the good works that our councils did throughout the state. And then we fin- finish with um, our foundation auction, which is kind of the highlight of the day. Um, we'll try and raise money to support our foundation, which provides support for religious education, studying for priesthood and such. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Brian, how many years have you been coming to this convention? Um, I've actually only been Catholic and a knight for only about eight years. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. We're so going to come back to that. You know? Perfect. But I, I, you know, I jumped the gun into getting into the convention 
as far as just our, as our guests, can you just tell us a little, a little bit about yourself? And Brian, how about we jump to you first on this one? Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? And, and yeah. Sure. So um, Brian Kingsley, um, I'm the state membership director this year. I'm also the board president for the foundation, like Mike had uh, mentioned before. Um, so I have a wife and two kids uh, born and raised here in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, so after my, my wife and I got married, I was not Catholic. Uh, so she and I decided to continue our faith together, um, raise our kids, and kind of wanted a, a good, clear path forward. So decided to uh, convert to Catholicism. And then um, a good friend of mine at the time you know, was like, hey, I, I think you'd make a, a great brother knight. And uh, I said, hey, that's great, but I'm not Catholic. Yeah. Uh, so he helped me kind of get into that, um, that path, that path forward, and, and I appreciate that. And um, ever since then, it's just uh, it's been a, a great ride to to. To support this great organization, uh, both in my faith and and in my good works uh, for donating time and effort. Yeah, that's excellent, Brian. What was there a denomination or a, a faith tradition you practiced before Catholic? Um, I was Methodist. Methodist. Yeah. Okay. So um, continued a, a lot of church when I was young. Um, went every weekend. Went to youth group. Um, did a lot of youth mission trips. So it was yeah. a lot of fun. So um, when I had met Dana, um, you know, it just kind of made sense to continue on, but combined a, in a path forward that that I thought would be a good fit yeah and what i mean maybe you already said it with in regards to your wife would you say your wife was a main contributor and influence of that or what were the main influences in your discernment to become catholic um i think it was um my wife and her parents um so her her mom is um, and her grandmother um were definitely very very faithful catholics and so no pressure from them um but definitely as i started to continue to to go to church with them and continue to see what you know what happened and what went on and um you know we just we 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 prayed on it and had a good conversation and she said you know she was very supportive and said hey you know we don't have to do this but if you want to you know we'll we'll fully support you and and through that journey so that's huge i mean just as you speak about support and making that decision but giving you the freedom to choose it um, and just to, to be encouraging, give you that space. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're just tuning in to Real Presence Live, you're listening to Mark Holcraft. I'm your host this morning. We're speaking to two gentlemen uh, here in Fargo preparing for the Knights of Columbus State Convention, uh, Brian Kingsley and Mike Steiner. We were just listening to Brian sharing a little bit of his story. Um, he became Catholic <coughs> eight years ago, Brian. Yep. Um, and how, how long have you been a knight? Basically eight years? or Basically eight years. So okay. I, I became a, a third-degree knight uh, right away. So we went through the exemplification and became a knight. Sure. And then about six months later, I actually became a fourth-degree knight. So Okay. And then six months after that, I basically became a, a council officer. Um, shortly after that, I became a district deputy. Um, within about three years of that, I became our program director for a year for the state. Um, I, and then I've been the state membership director for the last couple of years. So, Okay. So they are keeping you busy. They're keep, they keeping me <laughs> busy. Keeping you engaged. But thanks for yeah. your yes to that. Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent. Now we're also with Mike Steiner. And Mike, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in very southwest North Dakota, along the Montana-South Dakota border. Um, lived in Fargo now for 30 years with my wife and uh, raised two boys and I have two grandkids that live now in Fargo with us in our area. Um, been a knight now for 26 years. Okay. Um, been to these conventions for 20 years straight with the exception of a couple years when, you know, I was off the state team, but I've served on the state team for 20 years. I spent 10 years as a state program director Yeah. and then been through all the state officer roles. And, you know, now serve as a state deputy for North Dakota. What got you involved with the Knights, Mike? It, 
it's, it's kind of a funny story. Um, my best friend called me up one night and said, hey, I'm coming over to pick you up, which meant we were going to go have a couple drinks okay. and maybe drop a little money in the pull tabs. And when I got in the car, he gave me what's called a Form 100, which is the piece of paperwork you fill out to join. And he said, fill this out. We went to Nativity Parish. Did he tell you what you're filling out? No. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't work that way. Just do it. Yeah. And so we filled the form out, went over to Nativity Church, went through a first degree, and became a knight that day. And then a couple months later, um, like Brian, became a third degree knight. And then I actually was in the hospital um, after an accident and went through the fourth degree. You know, and so I've been a fourth degree knight for now 20, 25 years as well, almost. Okay. Okay. A knight for 26 years and become a fourth degree knight in 25 years. Yep, right away. Well, and, and you could point me to which one would be better to answer this, because you've mentioned, you know, Brian, you mentioned you were a first degree or a third degree pretty quickly and then fourth degree. And Mike, you said first degree when your friend was swindling yeah. you <laughs> a little bit. But the Holy Spirit was using that. He's not above using it, I don't think, you yeah. know. Um, but what's, what does it mean, first degree, second degree, third degree, fourth degree? Um, and then you have these different involvements in the state, which... And I don't know, is that only possible if you're a fourth degree knight? Can you, can one of you shed some light on what does that mean? What's up to you, Brian? Sure. Um, so we've, there's, there's been a, a good progress on, on what it means to be kind of a, a first, second, and third degree knight. Um, now, uh, back in the day, it used to be different. You kind of had to go through three separate kind of understandment and learning about what the Knights of Columbus is. You know, charity, fraternity, unity, and then the fourth degree is what's called the patriotism. Okay. Um, but now we've actually combined that into a very nice ceremony that, um, you know, friends, family can come watch. Um, and participate and, and actually get to to see how you become a knight, um, and they've wrapped it into a very nice single ceremony now that lets you become a a third degree knight. So you get to learn about that charity, that unity, and that fraternity right away. Okay. Um, so then uh, the uh, there's a separate ceremony that you learn about the patriotism part, which is that fourth degree. Um, so now that there's a nice ceremony that follows that, um, that allows you to become a, a fourth degree knight and. Honestly, to, to become a knight, all you really need is to be um, 17 and a half, okay. uh, basically a practicing Catholic, um, and just a, a member you know, in, in good standing in, in the church. So really, those, those couple qualifications is really all you need to become a knight um, and, and join us on this journey that, that is becoming a knight. So it's become a knight, 17 and a half years old. And is there like a junior Knights of Columbus program or anything like that or no? Where you, if they're not 17 and a half years old, or is it just they see their dad or their older brother going through it? Yeah. Um, and they kind of maybe learn by osmosis and yeah, there is a um, Colombian Squire program, okay, which is for young men that are under seventeen and a half years old. Um, we don't have any active Squire councils in North Dakota, but okay. there is in some jurisdictions active Squire councils that can kind of mentor those young boys on their journey to what we'd call knighthood. Then okay, that's excellent, excellent. Okay, no, and Mike, I'll toss this one to you. Um, you, I, you hear the terms Grand Knight, Grand Supreme Knight. So what does that mean within the whole development of you know, first, second, third, fourth degrees? It, it really doesn't apply to the degrees. So the, okay. the, the, the Grand Knight is the leader of the local councils. The state deputy is the leader of the state councils. The Supreme Knight is the leader of our order. You know, and then there's multiple chairs under each of those positions. You know, deputy Grand Knight you know, recorder, secretary. So they got 
you know, all those positions. So Deputy Grand Knight is like the, the assistant, maybe the next in line to be the Grand Knight to that that council, whether it's a parish or a community of parishes, that former council. Correct. It's a, it's exactly that. He's uh, the state deputy or the, you know, Grand Knight in training would be your okay. you know, second command. And so, Brian, you know one of your, I feel like I want to say one of your job titles, yeah. one of your titles, roles, was it your state deputy? No. no, Mike is state deputy. Mike is state yeah, deputy. So I'm the membership director. So for the for the entire state of North Dakota. So um, kind of m- my job is to work very closely with Mike to help find those uh, potential brother knights that are out there in our parishes um, to okay. be able to help recruit them into the into the North Dakota State Knights of Columbus. So really just kind of out there help advocating, um, you know, giving information, uh, being able to help support our local councils in growing the membership, right? Because as we know, um, you know, that good service work isn't just done by itself. Um, So we need very, you know, we need a lot of help, um, both, you know, spiritually, um, but as also volunteer work. Um, So it's a great time to come and, you know, give, give an hour uh, of your time, even a month, just to help come support something, right? You might lead a prayer group. Um, obviously, everybody knows us for our maybe our fish fries and our, and our council breakfast, but there's so much more than that, right? It's being the right arm of the church is really more helping the priests. What can we do to support you? Um, but it's also supporting the community. You know, there's so many councils out there that do so many unique projects that help the community um, where we, you know, show that, hey, we're the Knights of Columbus, and we're here to support everybody. And I, I definitely I want to get into some of that, Brian, some of the, the service work, uh, and really even fleshing out charity, fraternity, unity, what that might mean before. And maybe we'll come back to that after the break. Uh, but we, ha- we have about a minute left before the break. Mike, so can you say a little bit more then regarding state deputy? What does that mean for you? And it, is it terms? How does that work? Yeah, so the state deputy is an elected position, elected by the delegates at this convention each year. And... It typically is um, two one-year terms. In North Dakota, the state deputy would typically run twice. Um, I'm in the end of my second term, and you really are the CEO of the Knights of Columbus. So you're responsible for all 13,188 knights in North Dakota. You know, really report through their councils to the state deputy. You know, and that keeps us very busy. Well, even hearing that number is very impressive. Anybody who lives in North Dakota knows we are not a densely populated area, right? That's, uh, you have a few cities that might have that feel. But to hear that in the state of North Dakota, you just said 13,188 nights. That's formidable. You know, it's very encouraging. You know, um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mark Holcraft. I'm your host this morning in Real Presence Live. And we're talking to Brian Kingsley and Mike Steiner with the Knights of Columbus uh, here in preparation phases for the state convention in North Dakota. Um, please stay with us. When we come back, we're going to come back, uh, discuss with Mike and Brian what are these different services or what does it mean to be a group that is char- charitable, fraternity, and unity, this focus for the Knights of Columbus. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft, joined by Brian Kingsley and Mike Steiner. These are the two gentlemen that are here at the state convention in Fargo for the Knights of Columbus. This is an annual event for them. It's an exciting event. If you missed anything within the first 15 minutes of our program this morning, one I felt very impressive statistic um, is that Mike had shared there's 13,188 knights in the state of North Dakota alone. This is a massive fraternity, as we come to understand. It's not just a local thing. This isn't just a North Dakota thing. In fact, the second half of this morning's Real Presence Live, we're going to pass the baton on to the state convention for South Dakota. Um, that, that's happening in Deadwood as well. And so uh, you'll get a, another glimpse. If you're staying with us through the whole of Real Presence Live, you get a glimpse of just the, within these two states. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll come, go to you now. Can you speak more to... Maybe even if you have some sense of, if not just the numbers, um, but the magnitude of the Knights of Columbus on a national level. Because it's an international organization. Your founder, uh, the venerable Father Michael McGivney. I think he's venerable. Is he blessed yet? He's blessed. He's blessed. Um, I've read a few things about him. Uh, an incredible man, uh, to say the least. Uh, a spiritual leader, leader um, with a, a love for not just the Catholic Church, but a love of young people. And just, he saw the need for men's leadership, the value and the gift that it, that there is in men's leadership. And this isn't any, taking anything away 
from uh, women and women's leadership, but there's something very unique, right? And in regards in regards to how how the leadership of God takes shape in men, you know. And so as knights, which I love the language, you know, I don't care if it sounds medieval. I love the language, right? Knights of Columbus. Um, but can you speak to some of the impact awarenesses on a national level? Well, I mean, there's 2.1 million knights in the world. Um, the majority of those are in the United States today. Um, the Supreme Knight's goal is to have 3 million knights. You know, and so... That's Did you a, say by when or well, before he, the end of his lifetime? <laughs> no, he's hoping soon. Okay. I think they think in the next 10 years they'd like to have 3 million knights. Okay. Which would be a great growth. Um, and we're gradually moving away from being our father's knights, which was maybe a little bit of a partying, a lot, you know, a lot of men's clubs, a lot of clubs around things, to being a more of a faith-based, family-based organization. And we've always been faith-based, but probably didn't put that out in the forefront as much. And so we're starting to make that transition to a, a faith-based, family-based organization. Um, that's one of the reasons that our degrees went from being um, a men's-only, kind of a secret degree, to an open degree where the wives and spouses and children can come and participate. And, and so, I've heard that's really developed within the last 10, 15 years, no, right? probably the last two, two or years. three years. Oh, okay. It, it's very new. And what's the name of the current Supreme Knight? Uh, Patrick Kelly. I put you on the spot there. Yep. <laughs> Patrick Kelly. And prior to him, uh, was Carl Anderson? Yep, Carl correct? Anderson led it for many years. Okay. Um, and I don't know... Carl, personally, I just had read some of his work and his love of fraternity. And that's, I think that's why I thought that came maybe 10, 15 years earlier. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Kelly, the current Supreme Knight, so he's putting an emphasis there. Um, but it's still a men's fraternity. I mean, it's a fraternity. It's a brotherhood. It's a men's brotherhood, with yes. and But you know, we're trying to get that family portion of it a little bit more involved. You know, the Knights are developing a family-based video series okay. that will be based on the Catholic family, and that'll be rolling out later this year. Um, and so I think that's really the direction I think the, the organization's going to go over the next several years. Well, that that sounds amazing, just from the context. Uh, I, for me, I'm a man who's worked within the church as a lay minister, youth minister, youth and young adult ministry, you know, some form of evangelization within parish or diocesan life or even a Catholic organization outside of uh, the diocese, um, and certainly even now with Real Presence Radio. And one of the growing, I think, um, tides, uh, if you will, not a fad, but a, a tide because it's a deeper understanding, especially as more and more lay people, uh, men and women, uh, engage in ministry. There's a sense of the ministry flowing out of your vocation. So as I hear you speaking, Mike, talking about the knights and i guess there's still that emphasis of fraternity it is a fraternity but less secretive and inviting the families whether their wives or children into some of that awareness um the formation and really into some of the life and the, the fruits of the knights of columbus that seems to really get more involved into that that ministry and, and we'll talk about that in the next few minutes, how the Knights and involvement of the Knights really is a profound ministry flowing out of vocation. That's beautiful. I love it. Uh, Brian, I want to jump to you. Can you share a little bit more? And we started to, and you, I, you gave a teaser and I cut you off. <laughs> Sorry. But we started to dive into a little bit of 
uh, the work that the knights do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. And earlier you used the, the phrase, and it sounds like this is kind of a uh, a banner for the knights: charity, fraternity, and unity. Can you say more about that? Absolutely. So, you know, charity is definitely our first principle of our order. Um, it, it's kind of where so many of the councils can give back. Um, and so that's where, you know, that's how we try to live every day um, is through charity. And it, it's it's why it's our, our number one principle. Um, so our councils are so charitable. I mean, there's so many councils that, you know, we do these fundraisers um, and these events to be able to give back, whether it's local, state, um, or international level. And that's like you when you said, like the Knights of Columbus Fish Fries that so yeah. many parishes have. Uh, the different, uh, the breakfast, the the vocations, pennies for vocations, yep. things like that. Yep. Um, you see that definitely avenues of giving back to the community or building up the community. Correct. Um, but what are, what are some of those? Uh, maybe I just took your thunder. What are some of those activities or more? Um, you know, we do. We're probably one of the largest supporters of Special Olympics. Oh, um, the, the Knights of Columbus is so um, we sell Tootsie Rolls all throughout the state and raise money for Special Olympics. Um, great thing that's going to happen this weekend is we actually are going. We invite Special Olympics to come. Um, they usually bring a representative, and it's so cool to hear some of those stories that go on. Um, and then we actually get to present them a check, right? As as across the state, councils will donate money based off of those Tootsie Roll sales, and then we go through and, and donate that money to them, um, along with Home on the Range. Um, yeah. um, if you haven't heard of Home on the Range, it's a great organization um, that helps those troubled youth. So we do a lot of fundraisers for Home on the Range to be able to give them, um, you know, some of those funds to help a place like that stay active in North Dakota. Absolutely. And Home on the Range, we usually do an episode, at least one on Real Presence Live, because at the western part of the state, they're doing a great ministry there, mm-hmm. apostolate. Um, so you support Special Olympics. Home on the range, and that's North Dakota. And so it's really, there's some localized efforts. Because I know regarding, like, the, I think the I said penny for vocations. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it's called. It I saw that in California. I saw that in Ohio, yep. too. I mean, so you see some of these uh, interstate or national level, even though they're localized to the council. Yep. Um, what are some ways, you know, we're talking about the events and the way you, you give back to the community. We talked charity. We talked fraternity. fraternity. Um, we talked unity a little bit. Um, in the process of becoming a knight, mm-hmm. what's what's the process of that? You're the you're the recruiter. Uh, that, uh, Mike uh, was pretty quick to point that out. Yep. yep. Um, so with that unity piece, I think that's where um, you know that's where we try to tie everything together. So with the unity of a, a strong band of brothers. Um, we can help grow that that strength even more by recruiting um, new knights into the into the order. Um, so it's a pretty simple process now. We've we, we've gotten more into the modern age, yeah. um, where we can actually go to a website. It's just www.kofc.org backslash join us. Um, so just if you go to the Knights of Columbus website, um, you can actually join online. Um, and you can actually, again, it'll ask you a couple of questions. You know, are you baptized? Um, are you seven, 18 years of age on, online? It's going to ask you if you're 18 years of sure. age. Um, it's easier to say than 17 yep. and a half. Yeah. Yep. Are you baptized as a Catholic? And, you know, basically, are you uh, a practicing Catholic? You know, just those c- couple questions. Um, the nice thing about joining online is you kind of get to learn more about the Knights of Columbus, right? Sure. Um, I think a lot of parishes, when we go and, you know, do our, our evangelization for more, I think a lot of people just think, oh, I have to go do all this work, do all these things, and that's not the case. 
um, eventually, hey, we would like to see some of that help. And if you have a great idea of something that you want to lead, you know, we're always looking for those spiritual leaders as well. Because I think, like Mike had stated, and same thing with the Supreme Knight, we really want to bring back that faith and family. We don't want to steal your husband or yeah. your brother, yeah. um, you know, for an for an hour a night. No, we want you guys to come as a as, as a couple, as a family. Um, how do we do more family events so that way we can bring? more family time back into our lives. Because I think um, as the pandemic, I think, um, is coming obviously to an end, we get to go do more things, right? So we get to be together. So that's that unity piece of it as well. So, um, you know, you can go online. The great thing is there's an onboarding program. Um, So you actually will get communication from the supreme level of some really great information on how to... Um, what the Knights of Columbus is, you know, how yeah. you get involved in your local council, but just all the great works that we do both, you know, as a, as a national level and international level, you just get to learn more about what it means to be a knight. Um, and then you get that information to kind of go seek out your local council so you can do that at your local level. Brian, I think it's, it's so important to highlight something you said. We're not trying to take your husbands um, and really addressing, it sounds like between the conversation we've had this morning with Brian and Mike, uh, really trying to address almost a kind of um if, if it's a bit of a reputation with knights that it's not just uh, a guy's group or a boy's night out but really reclaiming that it's a faith-based organization of men stepping up in leadership but i think there's something important worth noting and i think it's one of the the uh, fruits that will stand the test of time or not in regards to the knights of columbus is these men that go are they coming back and are they better better fathers and husbands you know, and really, it sounds like you guys are on a great track. It sounds like the Knights in general are on a great track of really reclaiming those those roots. Not that it was ever lost, but really putting an emphasis on there. You know, it, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, Bishop Cousins. He's in the Diocese of Crookston, but he's spearheading the USCCB's uh, Eucharistic revival. Not that it was ever forgotten, but there is a need for an, an emphasis and a reengaging of that truth and beauty. Uh, and the, the, the roots, right? Um this has gone by so fast. We need to come to an end. Um, one quick question. Uh, Mike, I'll throw this your way. How do you find a council in your area for any young men or older men? I mean, there's a couple ways. There's, you can go on the Supreme website and look for a council. Or, I mean, if you talk to anybody in the local parishes, they will be able to tell you who the council is in your area. Great point. You know. Great point. And that's, I think that's really been the case throughout North Dakota. Um, we need to bring this portion uh, of Real Presence Live to a close. When we come back, we will be joined with Father Wilhelm, who is the state chaplain. Am I saying that right? State chaplain for the Knights of Columbus for North Dakota. So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 